Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just uh, take a moment and relax, and just anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside and make yourself available to God and and whatever he wants to speak to you, whatever direction he wants to take you. We've been, this series has been about coming up with a strategy, developing a strategy for learning about the supernatural realm and encountering confidently the supernatural realm and how it affects us and, and how it affects our soul. And I believe we can do that. We can be confident. We don't need to be, you know, scared or afraid or uh, even, you know, cautious to the point where we won't even try. I believe God, this is an area God does want us to be, to step forth boldly, but with wisdom. Not uh, being presumptuous, but expecting that we are going to make mistakes, we are going to uh, good hurt, you know, um, there's only two kinds of people in the world, those that have been rejected and those that have been rejected more. So the goal is never to to avoid being hurt. Instead, part of our purpose and our challenge is to know by experience how to go to God to get healed. Likewise, how to heal ourselves. Now remember, your, your, your soul and yourself are two different things. Yourself, we can even think of it in terms of a mirror, a mirror image. It reflects, your, yourself reflects the reality of your soul, but it is not your soul. It's an image of your soul. And your soul has wounds, yourself has wounds, and God is the only one who can heal your, your soul. And he is doing that right now. But there are things that we can do and stop doing on our side of the coin that are contributing to our consistent, are being wounded again as well as preventing God from being able to have free reign in our, on our soul, in our lives. Now, God is sovereign. He does what he wants. And we don't need to worry that we're preventing him from doing something that he wants to do. But very often, he draws our attention to an area of our lives that he wants to teach us or reveal to us something about a particular, let's say, a particular wound or a particular lie. You know, so many of our wounds are because we believe lies. We believe lies about ourselves, about God, about others, about our past, our present, our, our future. And we build our lives on things that are not true. 
we build them on beliefs. And part of our, our challenge is that when those beliefs are questioned, we have to come up with a reaction. We either defend our beliefs or we let it go, we let those beliefs go and, and you know, turn and face reality or somewhere in between. Most of the time it's somewhere in between. You know, I'll accept that God's sovereign, but I'm not going to accept that he allows, you know, war, for instance. So we, we pick and choose what we want to believe. And, and we, last week we started to talk about the supernatural realm in terms of warfare and why we often, and, you know, this is based a, a lot on, on Paul in the New Testament, his epistles, his, his letters, where he, he likened our, our Christian life experience to warfare and how it can be translatable to us. And I'm just going to go through the list of things we talked about last time, but not spend a lot of time because there's someplace else I want to go. I think there's another, as much as this might give us some interesting places to discuss this, I, there's other places I want to go that might make it more familiar for most of us, or at least many of us. So last week we talked about how this experience, and, and what we're talking about is the experience of learning how to do, how to live and move and be, have our being as a spirit that has a soul that dwells in the supernatural realm. Your body lives in the natural realm. Your spirit lives in the spiritual realm. Your soul lives in the solical realm, which is a part, it's like an island in the sea of the supernatural. And there are other islands and there are other beings in the supernatural realm. Now, being a spirit, you have power and authority over the supernatural realm and over the natural realm. Your soul has power and authority within the natural realm and over the natural realm. And we'll, we've talked a little bit about it. We'll see how specific we get or, you know, over the next few weeks. But the point is, is that only the spirit realm, only the spirit beings, and there's only two spirit beings, God and us, only they have power and authority over everything else. And nothing has power or authority over spirit. And I think one of our belief systems that we, as we are talking about this, and, you know, if this is something God is drawing you into, odds are pretty good that you're going to encounter beliefs that are going to come into conflict with the, the idea that the supernatural is different than the spiritual. When we start talking about angels and demons and ghosts and any other, you know, kind of creatures that you might think might be in the supernatural realm, the, you know, the dead, the unborn, whatever, whatever's not spirit and whatever's not natural, 
may exist in the supernatural. There could be other realms. We're not saying that that this is exclusive. That this is, you know, in all the create in all the different you know planets and concepts that God has out there. He's eternally creative. He can do whatever he wants. You know, whatever creatures he's and existences he's he may have created may not at all line up to spirit, soul, and body. But for you and I, we're here to have this experience, and our purpose is to learn to become one spirit, soul, and body here on this earth. It's not to evangelize. It's not to convert everybody to be Christians. It's not to get more people into heaven. These are all beliefs that uh, have others have used to try to motivate us. And we use to motivate ourselves to justify the decisions we're making, the actions, just to try to get us sometimes just, you know, to to move, to do something. But they don't line up with, with God's nature, which is unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, that he loves you, period. He loves. He loves his creation. He loves everything because that's who he is. That's how he created. That's how he creates, is by extending his love. Now, what does that love look like? Giving. For God so loved, he gave. That's how he expresses his love. And the more our soul is returned to its relationship with our spirit, we will also find ourselves in that uh, frame of mind, in that frame that that our love becomes more real to us than breathing, and we express that love by giving. And, of course, so many of us think, okay, giving means money or, you know, goods, donating, you know, time, time and effort. It's, it's just sharing unconditionally what we have received unconditionally. And that's all it is, just being as willing to give what we've received from God as we were to accept it unconditionally. That's all that means. It just simply means that when it comes in, it's free to go out. And we want it to go out. We want, we, you know, there's, there's, there's something in most Christians that wants to change the world. That's giving. That's God's innate nature in us to share who he is and who our true nature is. Now, God's real smart. He's real wise. He doesn't just let us go and do what we want. So you're a spirit being. You have all this power. You have the power of creation. You can destroy the earth with a thought. You can... Create the earth, create another earth in its place. Yet he doesn't allow us to do that. Because we're still, we still have ourself. Our soul is still separated from him. So we would hurt ourselves and hurt others more than he wants. Now we can talk about all the terrible things that do happen on this earth. And maybe, you know, on other planets, who knows? And we start with just accepting that this is part of whatever God has in mind. Do we, do we embrace it? No, 
but we look at the history of people here on this earth, and there are things that are consistent and about our, our how we how we interact with one another, how we interact with our environment that reflect the nature of our soul, our God-given soul, without it being connected to our spirit. So we could even say, if you're motivated, oh, I want to, you know, stop all the bad things that are happening in the world, well then, in, you know, and join God in, re- in returning your soul to your spirit. That's the fastest way to do that. It's not out there. It's within you. And he may use you to turn the world upside down. Or he may not. And we've talked about the example of when God says, pass the salt, you pass the salt. When he says, raise the dead, you raise the dead. It's all the same. Because what you're doing is now what matters. It's, it's being one with him. It's, it's cooperating with him changing us. Again, he's working on his part, his side of the coin. We have our side of the coin. When Adam and Eve were walking around with God in the garden, you know, I, I suspect angels were coming and going and demons were coming and going, Every all whatever ghosts, you know, pre, the pre-born, the post-dead, everybody was coming and going, all creatures from other planets, whatever, were all coming and going while they were in the garden. Because Adam and Eve were spirit, were in God, and they were all coming before God. And so he was ex- they were exposed to everything, to all creation, to, to God's mind, to his heart. And yet Adam and Eve weren't the, did not have the certain characteristics that God wanted for this planet. And just as an example, you know, I might sometime go through, come up with uh, an explanation of other things I think that were lacking, but appreciation, gratitude. Adam and Eve could not value God because he was always there. They didn't know who he was. They didn't know what they had until it was gone, until they were kicked out of the garden. And one of the things they had was access and were exercising the power and authority. I think where the beginning of the New Old Testament talks about Adam naming the animals, that God brought the animals to Adam to name, I think that was just a almost symbolic, but it was a condensation of all the activity that Adam was involved in with God. Maybe maybe Adam was involved with God creating other planets, other universes, other dimensions, other beings. Because he had the power and authority to do that, because he was in God. He was spirit. And yet there was still something was missing that God wanted him to have for whatever his experience was here on this earth while he was here. Because he wasn't just spirit. He was also soul. And he was also body. And, 
you know, we just don't know what we don't know. And so we can, you know, have fun thinking about, okay, what other other things might be out there. And there's nothing wrong with that, except we ex- we don't want to get distracted from accepting the responsibility of learning about how to live as a spirit being that has a soul, that has power and authority in and over the supernatural realm for nobody else's benefit but our own. Now, it may benefit other people, but it's good for you to learn how to exercise your God-given power and authority over the supernatural realm. This is also over the natural realm. You know, Jesus said to the unbelievers, if you have enough faith to speak to the mountain to be cast into the sea, it will be cast into the sea. Because technically speaking, the disciples that he told that to were unbelievers. They were not Christians. They were not born again. They were still dead in their spirit. So there's a power and authority that is in the soul. And God wants us to learn how to exercise, how to use it. Not just for the sake of, okay, this is the soul. You know, it's not like a, you know, a lawnmower. Okay, this is how the lawnmower works. So and this is how it functions. No, it's because it's part of the availability of spirit into this world. Because it's not just a soul, a standalone. It's part of the spirit and soul becoming one. So, this, and this is part of why we use the word, the word warfare. It's because it's serious. It's not just, um, it's just, it's not a game. There's uh, a lot of power and authority in the supernatural realm. There's, you know, the, you can raise the dead. You can, um. Uh, Speak truth to kings. You can change the world. You know, um, what did Jesus do? He, you know, re- you know, he brought salvation to all mankind. There are possibilities. There are, we, we want to respect, we want to have a respect for the supernatural realm thing is, is we don't want to be afraid of it. Think about going into war. You know, there's always going to be fear. There's always going to be, you know, that trepidation. There's going to be an emotional adrenaline rush, you know, even on a roller coaster. But when you have that confidence that you're well-trained, you know what's expected, you know, how, you know what this is, how this is going to work, you know what your enemy who your enemy is, and what your enemy is capable of. That all takes work and effort and energy and time and trial and error and learning about your weapons and learning about, you know, your enemy's weapons. And you can only do that if you take it seriously, that this is important. It's worth the battle. And that was the first number 
first thing we talked about, that it was serious, that there's a lot at stake. Secondly, that it's important. What God is teaching you about the supernatural realm or about anything, it matters. It's worth putting the effort and the energy into it. It's worth giving up other things. It's worth not agreeing with other people or being derided by other people. It's worth it because it's important. Third, we get hurt. We can get hurt. Others can get hurt. We're going to get hurt and others are going to get hurt regardless. That's part of the, uh, the world system that we're living in right now is there's going to be pain. There's going to be ouchies. And some of them are going to really be significant and some of them aren't. And, you know, they're, they're going to be fleeting. And we're going to learn how to deal with them because we're going to know how to get healed. We're going to know how to go to God to get healed. And some we're not going to be healed of in this, in this earth zone. And that's fine because that's God's choice. And because we know how to go to him, he will, we will hear him when he says, my grace is sufficient. This is what I have for you here for now. And we accept that and we go, okay. And number four is we learn the weapons and the armor that God has given us, you, that you already have. You already have the weapons of your warfare. And you already have the armor for protection. It's already yours. Now, some of it, we actually have to, you know, you have all the weapons. You have an arsenal, but it's got a lock on it. It's in a safe. You need to get it out. But he's, he's locked it away for your protection, for others' protection. But it's yours. It's your responsibility to learn how to use those weapons. And likewise for the armor. What is the armor for? It's for protection for when you go into harm's way or when you simply are going into a place that you're not familiar with to give you that protection of, of confidence. And most of us are not, don't not even know what armor is. And we use the illustration, putting on your armor, you know, sometimes, you know, every day you need to put on the, the breastplate and the helmet, all this stuff. Those are, those are helpful illustrations of something that we own that we have to be active with. It's like if you own a pair of gloves and it's cold outside and you just carry the gloves around in your pocket, they're not doing you any good. You need to put the gloves on. You need to put the hat on if it's cold. You need to actually use the weapons and the armor that God has already given you. And a lot of times the first step is learning how to get to it, how to open up the safe, how to open the safe, how to, you know, what closet is that armor in? And we, we start by, you know, what is God drawing you to? And dealing with especially all the fears all the concerns, any of the, the challenges or questions that we have. 
And then there's number five is tactics and strategies. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, and neither are the tactics or strategies. They're not going to be something that we're going to be able to go, okay, this is in, in, the, in the earth zone, in a natural war, this is how war works. That's not going to necessarily carry over to the supernatural realm, other than there are tactics and strategies. Like, how do we counter the lies of the devil? Well, it's the same way as we, enco- we counter the lies of our self. We ask the Lord for his truth. Now, there's truths out there that, the, that are really mixed about... In fact, most of the truth that's out there is not 100% truth. There's a mix. I don't think any of us could hold 100% truth. None of us is able to bear God fully exposing truth, the truth, the way, or the life. So whatever truth any of us has, it's going to be a mixture. And I think accepting that and saying, okay, this is where I'm at, it's not about being right. It's not about being perfect. It's not about not believing any lies. We're, we're in that gray zone. We're partial. We have partial understanding. We see through a glass darkly. But we start where we're at. We develop, okay, in this situation, when, I, when I'm up against something I don't understand, or God, we feel God is, is drawing us, or we understand he's, he's drawing us to a new experience, or he's giving us a new revelation. The tactic is, how, what do I do now? What's the next step? And the strategy is, how do I incorporate that into my long-term goal, which is to become one spirit, soul, and body, to be, for our, my soul to be fully healed and restored to union with my spirit. The tactics support the strategies which are to achieve the goal, oneness with God. And we're going to each develop, to some extent, it's going to be unique for each one of us. I think over time we, we start to share, you know, and we can talk about, you know, um, some attempts that uh, Western civilization have made for tax- tactics, especially as like fasting and corporate prayer and um, worship, you know, the, the, you know, the violent take it by force, um, joining a commune, giving away all your things, tithing. These are all tactics to support strategies. And a lot of times the strategy is misplaced. The strategy very often is I'm trying to get God to do something that I want him to do. So that strategy is based on the lie that we have to get God to do something. If 
If God wants to do something, he's going to do it. A lot of times he doesn't do what we want him to do because he has given us the power and authority to do it. And he's saying, no, this is your job. You do that. You heal that person. You give them wisdom. You change their lives. You turn that city upside down. Don't pray to me to do it. This is your job. And the more we hold on to our own strategies, our own tactics, and our own goals, our own outcomes, we're going to, you know, um, go down more and more on those wrong tactics or unfruitful tactics and strategies. So we're going to waste more time, more energy. And that's fine. You know, this is, each day is ordered by God. I don't believe that, you know, wherever you're at, that's exactly where God wants you to be. So don't worry about it. But if this is something that's intriguing to you, there's a reason. That's because God wants you to be intrigued. And he wants you to act on that intrigue. And again, we're not getting as far, very far. We're only on five. And so we'll pick it up at six next time. But um, if you've got any questions, again, always feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. And uh, that's on the web- my website where you can also contact me through the contact form there. And that will come right to me, and I w- we'll be able to have an email conversation. You can also contact me through Blog Talk Radio. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.